I'm gonna going to go to a scripture that I wasn't planning on going. Uh, just I can't get away from it, Amen. but it's in Deuteronomy 29. Amen. And what an awesome word, uh, Doctor Savell ministered last week. Wow, Faith 101. I love he talked about how how faith makes us partakers and links us with the power of God. Amen. Man, wasn't that awesome? So many great nuggets in that message. I want to encourage you. You need to go back and feed on the word. Feed on the word. Now, um, I've been talking about developing a strong spirit. And believe it or not, this strong spirit has everything to do with what Dr. Savell ministered last week. And I, I need to read this. And like I said, it wasn't necessarily in my, within my message. But, but listen to this. Verse 29 of Deuteronomy 29. He says... The secret things belong to the Lord our God. And, and some people would stop there and just say, you know, see, see God, God, the secret things. There's secret things that, that belong to the Lord our God. Meaning, if they're secret, then, then I can't get a hold of them. But what does it say here? It says, the secret things belong to the Lord, but those things which are revealed belong to us and our children. Yeah, there's secret things that belong to the Lord. There's things that the Lord is, is always continuing to reveal. But this book is filled with things that he's revealed. And if he's revealed it, then it belongs to me. Amen? See, that's why it's so important for us to understand what Dr. Savell was ministering about the word of God last week is understanding the word of God is revealing to me the heart of God, revealing to me the promises of God, revealing to me what I have a right to and everything he has for me. So I need to understand if he's revealed it, then that means it belongs to me. Don't let the enemy convince you that you don't have a right to it. Don't think that, don't let the enemy talk you in that you don't have a right to prosper. Don't let a religious preacher tell you that God doesn't want you to prosper. Don't let someone convince you that God doesn't want you healed. Because we've seen these things in the word of God and it says if he's revealed it, then that means it belongs to me and my children. Hallelujah. Say it belongs to me and my children. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Go to, go to Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll get there in a minute. A few weeks back when I started this series, and it's talking about being strong in spirit and developing a strong spirit, because what I'm re- releasing to us this morning is, is the things that God has revealed to us and how he reveals things to us, so I know what belongs to me. Amen? Amen. And out this, this series is coming out of Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. And it's this. It's the strong spirit of a man that sustains him in adversity. The enemy wants you to give up. He wants you to throw in the towel. The Apostle Paul knew, understood, understood things about pressure. He knew, he knew, he told us in, in the Corinthians, he said, don't be ignorant of Satan's what? Devices. Don't be ignorant of these things. So, 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 the, so the Apostle Paul understood the importance. He understood the importance of, of, of 
being strong in spirit. So much so that, that he, this is one of the prayers that he constantly prayed. He, he prayed. he prayed for us in the Colossians and said that you would be strengthened with all might according to his glory. Meaning in proportion to his glory. That my strength would match his glory. Right? Because he's saying the strength, the strength in me with might according to. So my strength on the inside will be in direct proportion to my revelation of his glory in my life. Then it tells us for what? For all patience and long suffering with joy. So I'm strengthened with all might by his glory so I can have all patience and long suffering. What does that mean? That means I can outlast the devil. That means I can outlast any attack. That means I can stand in the midst of adversity. That means that my faith, it, my faith is steady. My faith is strong. My faith is established no matter what storm I'm walking through. Why? Because I'm strengthened with all might. And because I have that strength with all, for, for all patience and long suffering, but not just patience and long suffering, but he says with joy. With joy, meaning I'm walking through this storm with joy. I got, I got a dance in my step. I've got a song in my mouth. I've got, I've got joy. See, see, joy, joy is a, is a, like a thermostat. You know, you go to the, you go to the, 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 your, your, your house and, and you look at, you can see, you can see what, what the temperature is inside. Right? So it's the same thing that, that, that joy is an outflow of my position of faith. If I don't have joy, then more, more likely I'm not in faith yet. No. Right? Amen. If I don't have joy, if joy isn't, isn't coming up in the midst of this, then, then more than likely I'm probably not in faith yet. Because if I know that I know that I know that this is, this has turned or it's about to turn or the enemy through his last dart, through his last dart, then there should be some sort of response out of my spirit man that is, that has joy. I got joy because I'm delivered. I got joy because I'm free. I got joy because my children are saved. I got joy because I have the victory. So faith is this. Well, I know when I'm in faith because joy is coming out and also I have peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Whew. <laughs> Jesus. Hallelujah. So we're strong in adversity. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, here he says again, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not your own might, but his might. Then he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be, be able to stand against the wiles, you could say the schemes, of the devil. Hallelujah. There's constantly, the enemy is constantly bringing schemes and attack. And he's trying to bring, look at opportunities, look for doors, look for different things to be able to get in and to destroy what God's trying to establish. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be, be able to stand against the attacks of the enemy... Why? For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Against. The word against here means face to face with. It means a close encounter. I mean, I'm I'm not having a face to face attack with anyone in this room. And it doesn't matter if they're not in this room either. It's about the fact that whatever attack it comes from, even if it might be from a 
a, a relative or come from someone you know or someone you work with, even though ultimately what's behind it is the schemes of the enemy. It's the attacks of the enemy. So put on this whole armor that you can stand. For we do not wrestle face to face with, with flesh and blood, but face to face with principalities against face to face with powers. Face to face against the rulers of darkness of this age. Face to face against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, 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 therefore. So, so because I'm having these face to face attacks and I'm having the face to face things against the enemy. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. So in the midst of any attacks, in the midst of the, the against these principalities, temptations, the rulers of ruler of darkness face to face against these things, he's saying, take up the whole armor of God. Now, this phrase in the in the in the in the Greek for take up is a Greek word, analabeta. And it just doesn't mean to put on. But Anna is one of the words and Labetta is another. And it means to it means a repetitive thing or it means to return to something. And it means to do it like you used to do it. He wasn't this wasn't just the first time he was saying, you know, you're you're experiencing these attacks. Church of Ephesus. So it wasn't a new thing to him. He was saying, you need to put on the armor like you used to put it on. Meaning he's, he, in his terminology, he's reminding them of something that they knew to do. And as your pastor, I'm here, here to, we're coming back to the basics and I'm going to be talking about things that of what we need to continue to do. Amen. So take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand, withstand. The word withstand means to, to to meet with opposing force. It means to resist. So I'm putting, I'm taking up this whole armor. I'm putting it on again like I used to do so I can resist. But oftentimes in my life, I try to, to resist in myself instead of resist from the strength that comes from him. Resist in the evil day. That means when attacks come. In the midst of it, while I have this armor armor on, having done all, so I did all that. I put all that armor on. I, I've done all. I, I, I got dressed this morning. Amen. I got my clothes on. And now that I got my clothes on, now that you've done all, I've done all. Stand there. Stand there. Done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Girded your waist with truth. Now, this word girded, it means to fasten around like a girdle. Anyone watch those old, like, Victorian movies? Pride and Prejudice. I'm sorry, I, I, I watched that with my wife. I actually liked it. I, I admit, I, 
I, sorry, sorry guys. Uh, can lose lose my man card or anything, but but uh, you know, in the notebook, you know, that's a good one too. But but anyway, back to back to Pride and Prejudice, back to Victorian times. You ever see them try to put these these girdles on these women? I, I'm like, oh goodness! You got like three women behind them, and they're like, they're like pulling. They got their they got their feet against walls, and they're and it's like they're it's like it went it went from like here to like that, and it's like they had to like they they would like seriously they would like break a rib, and they break a rib so they could fit in certain dresses. I'm not lying about that. I mean, I mean they and and so he says, fasten it around you like a gird, gird the around you the truth. Meaning, meaning, meaning this needs to be, this isn't something that, that, that I put, I put over here and I leave it at home on Monday and then I'm going to, I'm going to wait till next Sunday to go back and get to the, get back to the, the truth. No, it, it, it's, it's gird that, you know, you're girded about with truth, girded, girded, meaning, meaning this is fastened to me. This is a part of me. This is life to me. I go to this. I lean on this. I pour this, I pour this into me when I don't need it. So it comes out when I do need it. And so often we, we live in this, we live with a habit of only coming to it when we need something, but no, this is something that is life to me. And I, I pour it in when I don't need it. So I can pour it out when I do need it. Gird about with truth. Girded about with truth, meaning this is fastened. This is a part of me. This is tight to me. This, this is, I mean, this needs to be like Holy Ghost spanks. I mean, it needs to be like, I mean, it, it's got to be like, oh man, it's got to, uh, it, it's, it's, sorry, God, sorry. Sometimes I don't know what's going to come out, but, but you get the point, right? You got the point. You got it. Okay. It, it's something that, that it's like, it's, it, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Sorry. Sorry, Lord. Miss Carolyn, I apologize. Um, if you're watching today, but you get the point, but we, we treat the word as, Oh, okay. Where's, where's my Bible at? Where, where'd my Bible go? Then you're not girded. Even people walking, walking through circumstances and, and situation. And, and if I go and ask, well, what, well, what word are you standing on? I don't, I don't know. I would just, well, I know Jesus is a healer. Okay, that's good. But where's the scripture at? I, I remember Creflo preaching years ago and, and he was talking about when he had leukemia and he had cancer. And I remember he would talk about, you know, that it was like lifting weights. Like Dr. Sville last week talked about pumping, you know, pumping up a tire. It's like, it's like what scripture you stand on. It's like when I get into the word, I'm, I'm, I'm pumping weights. I'm working on something. I'm working on something. I'm working on something. I'm working on something. I, I'm, I, I'm, the enemy is not going to win. I'm going to win. I'm, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Why? Because I, I have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on the inside of me. I have his word on it. I've, I've girded, I'm girded my life with, with, with truth. Now hold your place there and let's go, go to um, Proverbs chapter 4. And like I said, none of I, this, this is, this is some basics, basic foundational teaching. And I just want to key off. I mean, this, a lot of this is just continuing really where Dr. Savell was. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I didn't bring my passion. Is my passion Bible over there? I don't think I, it's okay. 
But in Proverbs chapter 4, he, he talked about this last week in verses 10 through 12. And um, I have the New King James here. But he said, I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take hold of instruction and don't let it go. Keep her for she is your life. Uh, and then he said, and, but I love what he said and what the passion says. It says that you won't be limited. You won't be limited on this path. You, your pathway, because you're heeding to instruction, because you're heeding to the word, you won't be limited on your path. Amen. Now let's go down to verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. King James says, attend to my words. Incline your ear. So give attention, then incline your ear. Lean in. See, that's a, that, is a, that is a, that's a decision you make. I mean, even right now, while you're hearing the word, you can be hearing but not hearing. Just like you can be reading but not really hearing. Give attention. So, okay, I give my attention. So now I incline my ear. Meaning, meaning now, now I'm, I'm listening a little closer. Then he says, don't let them depart from your eyes. So now my eyes are involved in it. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep. Hold to. Wrap around like a girdle. Fasten to yourself. I'm holding to it. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. And keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring, New King James says, spring the issues of life. Meaning, I've got to protect what's going on in here, coming in here, what's protecting what's going on here. I've got to keep it in my heart, because what's flowing out of me is the issues of life, the forces of life. Say forces of life. What are you allowing in you would determine what you release out of you. And he's saying here, give attention to this word. Give, make it a priority in your life. Give the word of God priority. I, I remember when, um, when I first started, uh, after I got born again and... For the longest time, my mom, parents would listen to preaching material, preaching tapes. And before I got born again, I'm like, why do you need to listen to it again? Why, why listen to it a second time? And I didn't understand. I thought it was, I thought, that's kind of weird. You heard it once. Why do you need to hear it again? But then when I got into the word and I got born again, I couldn't get enough of this. I couldn't get enough. I remember listening and, and the Lord would have me listen to uh, cassette tapes. And yes, I'm that old. So cassette tapes and, 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 and sit there and, and, and write out almost word for word what was being said. Have, have to hit pause and, and write what was said. Why? Because, because I wanted this word on the inside of me. I wanted, I wanted what it offered. And it, it didn't make sense to me because even earlier on, and, and my mom would give me a Bible and... You know, she probably gave me several through the years, but I mean, like, I'm like, but why? It's just, it's just words. It's just, it's just a book. 
Do you know how many people in the world today just think that this is just a book? It's amazing to me that God took something that we view as natural, but yet it made it supernatural. He took the word, and Hebrew says that it is sharper than a two-edged sword. It divides between my soul and my spirit. Meaning I can, I, it, it decides, it determines between what's myself and what's, what's God. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. Sharper than a two-edged sword. It discerns between soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and then the thoughts and the intents of my heart. It can determine where my thoughts are coming from and if they're from God or not. And, and not only that, but when I got born again and I got in this word, all of a sudden as I'm reading the word, all of a sudden it's like there, I'm hearing another voice on the inside of me telling me, hey, read that again. And I'm like... And all of a sudden now, I, and, and I wouldn't make sense, and I, it wouldn't make sense, and I'm like, and, and I hear this word, read it again. And now, now the, the word of God, which is it's the written word of God, now there's another voice coming to the word of God, and it's teaching me about what's being said. Because this book isn't natural words. Solomon tells us here, he goes... Give attention to it. Keep it. Guard it. For out of it flows the issues of life. And it's health. It says health, right? Health to all my flesh. Meaning this has the ability to change me. This has the ability to change how I think, how I walk, how I live, how I talk, where I go, what I do, what I should do, what I shouldn't do. How I treat people. Why? Because it's more than just words. Natural words. Hallelujah. Diligently hold to the word. That's just like gird about your loins with truth. Thank you, Father. Let's go back to Ephesians 6. It's health, meaning it's cure. It's my cure. It's wisdom. It's health to all my flesh. It's my remedy. And this word actually also health in, in, back there in Proverbs, it says it's one of the words in the, in the Greek. It, Greek words give a picture. And if you look this word up and you research it, it says it's figuratively speaking of health and profit. It's health, meaning, meaning when, a, when a Greek person would hear that word being said in the Greek, their mind immediately gets a picture of health but profit. Increase. Okay, now let's go back here and let's look at Ephesians 6. Hallelujah. Verse 14, stand therefore, having girded your waist with the truth. Now, with the truth, with the word of God. Now, I want to bring something out here. He says, girded your waist. Now, when I walked in here today... And I came out, no one, no one was saying, oh, look at Justin's belt. Now, if I was, if I was Trey Johnson, the roper, and came in, you might notice that. <laughs> or Tommy Myers. <laughs> but you, typically, you don't recognize and notice someone's belt. And that's what it's saying, having your loins girt about with 
truth. New King James says waste, but I like the King James word loins. Why, why is that so important? Because it protects your ability. It protects, let me read it this way. The loin belt is, protect, is, is about protection, protecting the reproduction areas of a person. It's your ability to prove, uh, it's your ability to produce from God. Your ability to produce from God is directly related to your relationship with God's word. So, so here, wrap around you, gird your, your, your waist, your loins with truth because, because it's in this, it's my ability. It's the word of God gives me the ability to produce. Let me make a statement. I will become spiritually sterile if I don't have God's word working in my life. You will become spiritually sterile, not have the ability to produce fruit if you don't have the word of God. The word of God is the key to produce fruit in your life. If we didn't have the word of God, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know nothing about salvation. If we didn't have the word of God, we wouldn't even know of his goodness. We wouldn't know what, what it what is Jira? And why Jira? If we didn't have the word of God that tells us about Abraham taking Isaac up on a mountain and all of a sudden God says, stop. And he said, hey, I provided a ram for you. That's the word of God. We would not have salvation if we didn't have the word of God. Because salvation, the, the word of God is what released to us that there is one coming that's going to bruise his head. And Galatians 4 tells us in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. So it's because of the word of God that I even can be saved. It's because of the word of God. We know as long as the earth remains, there's seed, time, and harvest. We would know none of these things if we didn't have the word of God. Everything God did and created was because of his word. Hebrews eleven three says the worlds were framed. The worlds were framed by the word of God. God couldn't do anything apart from his own word. And that's why I believe it said, gird your loins. With truth, me wrap this around you because it is the very thing that's going to cause us to be fruitful. Amen? Amen. So, verse fourteen: Stand therefore, having your loin, having your girded your waist with truth. Then it says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation, which is the word of God. And you're like, well, why is that the word of God? And the other one was truth. Because this word of God is the word rhema. You have the logos of God, the written word of God. And then you have rhema, which is revelation. You have to see something from the standpoint that that everything in all these weapons take up the whole armor of God. Every single one of these things were at actually attached to this belt. They weren't all they weren't separate different pieces, but everything attached to that belt. 
You go back and research of Roman centurions because, because the Apostle Paul was in prison and he's sitting there and he's seeing Roman soldiers every day. So every day he's looking at this Roman soldier and he's comparing what a Roman soldier is and comparing their armor, their weapons to what the believers have. Right? Right? So every day he's seeing this. And so Apostle Paul knows that this belt of truth that should be girded around us, that, that the, the, the shield of faith would clip on to the belt. The breastplate of righteousness was attached to that, that shield. The, even there was things that went down and, and attached to the, 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 the shoes of peace. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, would come out of the belt. So everything is going to come out of the word of God. The word is the central focus of our lives. Let me say that again. The word is the central focus of our lives. And this is the weapon that holds our spiritual life in place. The word affects my righteousness. The word affects my peace. The word affects my salvation. The word affects my faith. And of course the word rhema comes out of the sword of the spirit. When you remove the belt or the word of God from being a central focus in your life, your life will fall apart. You see, everything is attached. If I don't know the word, then I'm not going to know that I'm righteous. I'm not going to know anything about my righteousness. If I don't know the word of God, I'm not going to know, I'm not going to know peace because Psalms 119 says, great peace, great peace is that have, great peace have they that love thy word. I'm not going to know faith. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Does that make sense? Do you see that this morning? So in order for us to be strong in spirit and develop a strong spirit, to develop strong faith, to not give up in adversity. To abound in the love of God. To do all these things, we're going to have to have the word of God so tight to us and so fastened to us in the midst of the world that we're living in. Let's go to 2 Timothy. Got time for two more scriptures? You're receiving something this morning. The word. Hallelujah. Second Timothy. Second Timothy chapter three. Now I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but in verse one, it says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. So maybe that's equated to Ephesians 6 that would say, put on this armor in the evil day. What day is he talking about? I believe what he's talking about here. In the last days, there will be perilous times. He says, hard to deal with. Amplified says, hard to deal with and hard to bear. Do you think we're living in those times? Right? We're, we're living in those times. That's, it's, we're in the evil day. What Paul tells us, put on the whole armor of God, right? But let's go over to uh, verse 10. Now, he's speaking this to people that are in perilous times, right? And living in the last days. 
He tells them, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose, my faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and at Lystra. I think it was Lystra. He was actually stoned and left for dead. They came out and he wasn't dead yet, so they take him back. And then he, 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 he went back out and wanted to preach again. So he's saying, you remember my manner of life. You remember how I lived in the midst of difficulty. Paul knew something about this difficulty and he was to communicate to us that we need to have, be strong in our inner man, right? The Apostle Paul, he even had this, this prophecy that, that said, you know, wherever you're going, expect chains and imprisonments. But he, so he even said of himself, he goes, well, chains await me, but none of these things move me. How could he say that? You have to keep reading. He said, so I can testify of the gospel of grace. How could he say that? Because he was strong in his spirit and he could speak and talk about and testify of the gospel of grace. What's the gospel of grace? It's God's ability. It's God's ability. The gospel, good news. It's the good news. So here he knows, he says, pay attention to my doctrine, my manner of life. What is his doctrine? It was what he preached. It wasn't his religious dogma. His doctrine was how he lived his life. His manner of life, how he did things, his purpose, his faith, his long suffering. Then it says this. After Lystra, it says, what persecutions I endured. And what this, out of them all, the Lord delivered me. See, don't just know all the good things I did, my faith and all that. But also, I experienced afflictions. I experienced persecutions. I experienced stoning. I mean, if you go read Corinthians chapter 11, he gives you a long list of everything he faced. But he said, the Lord delivered them out of them all. How could he say that? Because he was strong in his spirit. He was strong in his spirit. How did he have, why did he have faith? Why would we follow his faith? Because he was strong in his spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yes. And all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. That means we're not exempt from it. Do you want to live godly? Yes. Then he's saying, you're going to suffer persecution. Sorry, that was a downer, I guess, but it's true. I mean, it's, but this is, this, what I'm talking about is how do we have a strong spirit when persecution comes? How do you have a strong spirit when difficulty comes? Because it's a strong spirit that will sustain me in adversity. So Paul's telling us about his adversity. Yes. And all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Verse 13, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of. You hold on to this because we're seeing on how he was able to be victorious 
But you must continue. Meaning, you're going to experience different things. You're going to experience adversity. But you must continue in the things which you've learned and been assured of. Knowing from whom you've learned them. Now, listen to this. And from your childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures. Meaning, what's going to cause them to have a strong spirit? What's going to cause them into winning? Because of a knowing on the inside of them that from a childhood, they knew the Holy Scriptures. It was the Word of God. And that from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures. Now listen to this. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith that is in Christ Jesus. Wow. So what do the scriptures do? They make me wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Because of the word, I can have faith to receive salvation. Then it tells us, verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof. A lot of Christians don't like that one. For correction. They don't like that one either. For instructions, that one either. In righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's why when I said when you read the word, if you never get corrected while you're reading the word, then you're probably not reading the word. If you're never getting instructions about righteousness, you're probably not reading the word. If you're never getting any reproof, then you're probably not either hearing the word or reading the word. Because when you get in this word, it's like a mirror. I'm getting to, I shouldn't be getting into this quite yet. But it causes me to see what's out of line in my life. To get the things that are out of line. And why why is that? Just so I can be a, a, a good boy? No, I get them out of my life. So, so I'm, I'm getting the things out of my life that are keeping me from being strong. Because a strong spirit will sustain me in adversity. So this word, it says it, it, that, that the man of God. Say, that's me. That you, that the man of God may be complete. If, you, if you're complete, would that make you strong? Thoroughly equipped. If you're thoroughly equipped, would that make you strong? I think it's the the Amplified says, fully furnished. Fully furnished, meaning you have everything you need for every good work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So to live a life of faith, it's this, this word. It's this word. That's why we need to meditate on the word that our founding pastor has given us. This year is the year of the open hand of God. That didn't come from out of his top of his head. That came from the word. Let me close with this. Go to Luke chapter 12, verse 25. I'm sorry, not 25. Um, I think it's 35. Luke 12, and I'll close with this scripture. You're receiving something today. Hallelujah. Whether you realize it or not, we're working on something. Whether you realize it or not, we're, we're, we're pumping that tire up, you know. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 12. Thank you, Father. Let's look at verse 35. Let your waist be girded 
and your lamps burning. This is Jesus speaking. And he's giving a, this is, this is a, a parable that he's talking about a wedding that would be coming. The wedding that would be coming. The marriage supper of the Lamb. Jesus returning. It's a parable. He, he, verse 37 says, Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching assuredly. But what does he say to begin with all this? He says, let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. Hallelujah. And you yourself be like men who wait for their master. Hmm. Our loins need to be girded with truth. Jesus even declared here, he said, hey, hey, let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. Let's be filled with the word and let's be filled with the spirit of God. Let the word be a focus in our life and let the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. And you yourself be like men who wait for their master. So how do we wait for the return of our master? With our waist girded and our lamps burning. This is, whether you realize it. Should be the most important thing in your life. The most important. The most important. Because out of it flows the issues of life. Father, we thank you for your word today. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you were challenged by this message today, just stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Father, make us hungry for your word. Make us hungry for your word. Mm. Mm. Just place your hand on your heart today. Say, Heavenly Father. I thank you for your word. I repent in times that I haven't made it a priority because I really didn't know its importance. But today, I choose to make this word a priority, give attention to it. Keep my heart with it. Hold to it. Because it's life to me. Father, I thank you for the word. I choose to gird my life with this word. And I choose to cause my lamps to continue to burn. Because we're waiting for your return. Hallelujah. Just let's thank him for his word. Oh, we thank you for the word. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the word. Your word is life and health to me. Your word. Hallelujah. 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 Hmm. I'm going to encourage you. 
we've been doing this since the first of the year. And you can go to our church center app and you can register under events, but it's called First Things First. And every day, a message gets, a text message gets sent, sent out and we're re- reading a chapter. It's an opportunity for us as a body going through the word together. I think we have around 200 people registered on there and there's more than 200 people here. So I encourage you. The word. Also, Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights is about encounter. It's about encountering the word of God. To be challenged, to be changed, to go to another level. Sometimes, you know, if we want something different, we have to do things we've never done before. And I'm, I'm not trying to convict anyone or condemn anyone that doesn't come on Wednesdays. I know people work. I know we have busy schedules. I know different things come up. But I encourage you. If you have, and people live at great distances as well. But if you, if you don't have the ability, but if you have the ability, make it a point to get here. Because the word is so rich. And maybe you're like, well, pastor, I can't get there. I have to work till this time. I drive from Dallas. I understand. I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty. Please. But you can watch online. You can join us online. I want to encourage you. Go back and listen to every message that's preached here on a Sunday morning or Wednesday. And at least listen to it one more time. At least one more time. Go to YouTube or Facebook, share it with someone if it impacted you, and, 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 and receive the word again. You're not going to get everything the first time. And this is all a part of that commitment you just made, the word girded about my life. Dr. Savell has a, has a has, he does podcasts almost every week. He does a TV broadcast. You can watch it on Victory Channel. You can go to his website and, and get uh, subscribe to his channel. And they'll give you a notification that you can hear what he's speaking from, from which our, our church came out of, our church has come out of JSMI. So you can hear what he's constantly saying. Make the word a priority. It's not just dead words. And I encourage you, if you could give just... And I'm speaking from personal experience. If you could give me, my wife, a year of your life to the word of God on a, at, a, at another level in your life, you will see amazing changes. I'm living proof of what God can do when, I take, when the word of God is deposited in your life. Can anyone else testify to that? And I'm not saying that because I feel like I'm such a good preacher and you need to hear me again. No. It doesn't matter who's up here. Hear the word. And another thing, we learned this from our pastors, that pastor in South Africa. And by the way, he will be ministering this Wednesday night. John and Sharon Ben Dixon from South Africa will be ministering this Wednesday night. I encourage you to be here. Great man of wisdom. But one thing that we learned while we were there, and their whole church does this, but they use a statement of keeping our foot in the... put. Uh, what is it? How does it say? Do you remember? Putting your foot in the message. Putting your foot in the house. And there's a lot of great ministers. Put, putting your foot in the message of the house. And you'll walk out God's plan for your life. Put your foot in the message of the house. And you'll walk out God's plan for your life. What do I mean by that? There's a lot of great ministers. I listen to a lot of different preachers and different pastors. So I'm, but this is your house. If this is where God's called you. 
And so I, I study and pray and seek God for you, not for the rest of the world. Yes. Now, it just happens that we have people that tune in all over the place. But you need it. This is your house. Yes. Everything else we like to call it's bonus. Yeah. Yeah. It's bonus. You shouldn't feed on more on other things than you do in what's being preached in this pulpit. Because sometimes if you're listening to wrong things, then you can get, then you kind of have like, well, well, pastor said that. And this guy that, that really cares, I like him, but yet it's contradicting what I said. And then what happens is then you're like what Ephesians says, tossed to and fro. I know this is, I'm being pastoral. Okay. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Did you have any hun? Are you good? Okay. Such an awesome service today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.